Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Clown Shows Have Consequences. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and today is Monday, April 11th in the year 2022. And a lot is happening. A lot of people are getting COVID. Hmm, I'm trying to see the downside considering who they are. 72 people in the senior administration were diagnosed with COVID. Yep, I know that's rough. I know that's hard on everybody. And Anderson Cooper announced that he had COVID today on Twitter. And so did one of the squad, the, the evil squad announced they had COVID. Huh. Just trying to think of the downside. If I do, I'll let you know if there's a downside before the end of the show. But don't hold your breath because <laughs> I don't find any so far. That was Talib, by the way, that got COVID. Oh, poor Talib. What can we say? Mm-hmm-hmm. Can't forget that post that went on a while ago. That post that was talking about the code of COVID. Always have to be careful with those sorts of things because they can betray a lot of falsity. But the code for getting, for contracting or being coming down with COVID was apparently that they would confess and that their death would be a suicide or some sort of miserable end that would be, but their legacy would be preserved. <laughs> Talib, your legacy will never be preserved. Neither will yours, Anderson Cooper, who got kicked out of Afghanistan for having sex with his male interpreter. True story. All right, Patriots. Before we begin, make sure you're getting your night's sleep and a good night's sleep. Make sure you're doing that. And you need to do that with getting the right products. And we're going to do that, support that by heading over to MyPillow.com. And we have a Bards Nation landing page. Bards Nation's landing page is MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. And over there, you're going to find all the sleep material you'll possibly need. Everything, pillows and sheets and comforters and blankets and mattress toppers and mattresses and you're going to be shocked at this you have a promo code bards b-a-r-d-s a promo code that you can use to get all these great discounts that's bards promo code and it's on the bards landing page so mypillow.com forward slash bards promo code bards like great savings like 60 percent off on giza cotton sheets which are absolutely incredible and then you have my pillows down as low as nineteen ninety eight. You have my slippers fifty percent off. Men's and women's sleepwear fifty percent off. Three piece towel sets fully on sale. I mean everything is there you need for that for your bathroom and room. It's fantastic. It's like the best company ever because one, it's a company that fights for liberty, has fought crazily to help protect our elections. And that's with their great CEO Mike Lindell. So we know that our dollars are going to vote in the sense towards a company that we love with great products at great prices. It's just, it doesn't get better than that. So we head on over to mypillow.com forward slash bars. Take advantage of all the great savings that are featured on the bars landing page. Right now, when you buy, when you use your MyPillow or your use your code, your bars code on MyPillow, you're going to get a free copy of Mike Lindell's book, which is his story of coming from becoming or going from addict to the greatest CEO or one of in our time. And you can also use that same promo code bars anywhere on the, Frank's Speech site, the My Store site, and the My Pillow site, of course. And if you want to speak to a human being, you can call 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939, and you will get a Patriot Pillow Counselor. And they will guide you through everything you need. Just use your promo code BARDS, and you are off to the races. And there you go. So check it out, MyPillow.com forward slash BARDS, promo code BARDS. Okay, so Patriots, I want to... At the end of the show, we're going to hear 
a great clip from Dr. Brian Artis's latest interview on Stu Peters. I'm going to say a couple things because I mentioned it last night. First of all, Dr. Brian Artis is going to be on the show this next week. Next week. I'm super excited about having him on. He is one of the brilliant minds. So he's going to interview Monday next Monday morning, a week from today. But I, he's one of the brilliant minds and researchers. I'm, he's great, and he's awesome. I am still going to ding Stu Peters for being a hype freak because I've listened to the whole interview, and Stu Peters had zero reason to tell people not to drink the water. That was criminally liable as far as I'm concerned. He has no business stirring up fear like that on anything like that. That was not his job to do, and it's totally irresponsible in a time when there's enough fear. So I've got the two things. Dr. Brian Artis's interview, please listen to it. I don't care if you know, Stu Peters doesn't say much anyway in the whole interview. Dr. Brian, Brian Artis's interview is stunning. It is brilliant. It is fantastic. It is typical of Dr. Artis's work. It's humble. It's fantastic. And Stu Peters, shame on you for being such a media hyper. Absolutely despicable on how he pushed that piece. It could have been handled much better. So I hope they still get, and I think they are getting a lot of views. But anyway, please take a listen to it. It's worth listening to. It is a great interview, and it puts so many things in context. Now, like every Monday, we just have so much that's gone over on over the weekend. We're going to hear a lot of different clips today to kind of bring news up to date. I want you to hear this first perspective, always just a good one to begin with, and keep in mind in the context of what we are dealing with. That everywhere we look, everything we value is now under attack. Children as young as first grade are now going to be taught about sex and gender identity. And parents, you have no say in it. I mean, you're just the parents. A conservative student was hunted down by a mob. Why? Because she invited a prominent black Republican to speak about racism in America, how America is not racist. And they went after her. A North Carolina medical student purposely injured a patient because she felt the patient mocked her pronouns. Freedom of speech is dying. Freedom of expression is dying. It's amazing how we're allowing such a small sector of our population to control our entire narrative. And this isn't just about Republicans and Democrats, because there's plenty of Democrats who don't agree with what's happening. And the same for Republicans. We better start reacting or this control over everything we do is going to continue to get worse. And it is going to get worse unless we continue to stand up and stand up in big ways. We are dealing right now with a cabal that I think we can see fairly clearly at a global level that's trickling all the way down to your most local level, which includes your school boards and your teachers and your teach and even your charter schools. There's a young trans thing that came out today that was teaching their kids that doctors proclaim what the birth is incorrectly, that it's, they make a guess at it, that anybody can be anything, that if, if they make it, if they say that you're one birth or another, actually what you are is trans. They're redefining everything in God's world. And they're getting worse than this. Here's one. This is sensitive topic. It's not bad language, but it's a sensitive topic, just in case there's children listening. This is rough. Listen to this one. Are aborted babies being burned and then used for electricity? I'm sure you've heard the story about the five aborted babies found in Washington, D.C. POW is the pro-life group that found those babies, and they held a press conference recently, which included how they went about finding the babies. They say they were given the box of remains from a Curtis Bay Energy truck driver. But what is Curtis Bay allegedly doing with this medical waste? One of the speakers at the press conference stated that Curtis Bay Energy is burning the bodies of the babies to create energy for Baltimore. The Curtis Bay website claims that they don't use aborted babies for energy, but we have videos and photos all over the internet now of aborted babies being found in a Curtis Bay Energy box being picked up by a Curtis Bay Energy truck. Not to mention, turning biomedical waste into energy is Curtis Bay's specialty. Are the streetlights of Baltimore staying on because you burn the bodies of aborted babies? There you go. That's an awesome to slam you in the gut question right at the end. And it needs to be asked. We are dealing with a measure of sickness in this society that's unbelievable. And we can no longer turn our back on the pervasive evil that is going on everywhere. 
We have allowed abortion clinics to persist using taxpayer dollars to fund, using their legal leverage to keep them, them open in spite of the fact that they are murdering children. We have allowed measures to be passed around this country saying that mothers can murder their child. I think California's rule is like 24 weeks now or something insane. I mean, it is literally insane how much time they are giving mothers to murder their babies after birth. It is, un, it is disgusting. And then, of course, we have the impact on mothers with newborns with this doggone injection and what it's doing to them. This is some work from Dr. Carrie Madej. Take a listen to this. Oh, I've had some patients, they have not been injected, and they were telling me that they were having a hard time with the baby accepting the milk. But We didn't analyze their milk, though, um, which is strange, really strange. The baby just didn't want the breast milk. I, I But they had been around in a school system. They had been around kids that had been injected, et cetera. Um, so I started asking other people around about if they heard this. They said, yes, that's been common right now. And then um, there was a woman that did get injected while she was pregnant with two different um, companies. I think it was Pfizer and Moderna. She decided to mix them up. Why not? While she was pregnant. And then she had the baby. Um, the baby was born um, the end of last year, I believe. And then she actually said, well, the baby is not have its failure to thrive, having all these symptoms. Um, of course, it wasn't the injection, right? But she felt like the milk looked funny, was a funny color. And she was still feeding it to the baby, though. I just couldn't believe this. So she did have the, the she agreed for the breast milk to be analyzed um, by something called a, a Quest machine, which is analyzing the signatures from any substance. So everything has a signature. Everything has um, a frequency that it puts out. And then we have a data bank for that. So we know if it's uh, this chemical or that chemical or even a chromosome, et cetera. And so when it came out, this was just a, just a general overview of it. It was saying that the substance was um, 80% inorganic. Inorganic. Whoa. Whoa. 80%? This, this was shocking. So the people writing the test called me like, you're never going to believe this. Never seen this before ever. 80, and they ran it several times. It's 80% inorganic. What does that mean? This is crazy. So also it said the toxicity level was a level eight. It goes up to 10 is the, the highest of a toxicity level. Obviously, this should not be you know, any food for any human, right? Well, human. Um, nutritional value was five. So, you know, one to, to 10 is the highest nutritional level. So very little nutrition. It's mostly uh, inorganic. There you go. Artificial milk coming out of, inorganic milk coming out of mother's breasts. That's the consequence of some of these injections. This is insane. And this is the type of world we are now fighting that's waging a war. This war isn't over. And the thing is they keep trying to lull people to sleep, trying to get people to fall asleep so they can kind of work them in quietly, keep them distracted while they continue to – the real disaster has been launched on society. They were genomic weapon systems. These were genetically targeted weapon systems delivered through a shot. And we're going to hear more about that at the end in, in a clip from Artis's speech or Dr. Artis's interview with Stu Peters. It's, but this is, we are, this war is continuing. So I say that because there's a lot of hype and it's right now and you can kind of sense it. People are trying to look for the great moment that's going to happen. Look, I, I hope it does. But the fact of the matter is, it doesn't matter if you take out a lot, a lot of the senior dirt bags. This evil has persisted at every level in our society around the world. Society's plural. And it's going to take, years to root it completely out because every single person that has been part of this has to be held accountable. No one can be let go. Everyone has to be held accountable for their crimes. End of story. I mean, in a real shock today, a real shock over the weekend, I couldn't believe that Trump endorsed Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz has been, has promoted transgender surgeries for young girls, but here you go. Take a listen to this. And Trump is running up against his own party. So Trump came out over the weekend and endorsed Dr. Oz. Republican base not super happy with Dr. Oz because of old episodes that he did on his show on social issues, controversial social issues and questions about 
where he stands on guns and abortion. Donald Trump was expected to stay out of the race. Instead, he jumped into the race on the side of Dr. Oz. It'll be interesting to see whether Dr. Oz is able to pull that out. He's been losing momentum in the polling to David McCormick in that race. Here was Trump over the weekend endorsing Dr. Oz. By the way, I endorsed another person today, Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz. Great guy, a good man, good man, Harvard educated. And he said that um, because he was on TV for so long, that's basically the equivalent of a poll, which, I mean, I guess there's some truth to that. Jeff Zucker thought the same thing about, about Donald Trump when he was running for president. Suffice it to say that if Dr. Oz does not win that primary and Donald Trump you know, continues to endorse candidates who don't win primaries, it's going to diminish his star going into 2024, which seems like it's, it's sort of happening anyway. Yeah, it is. And if, as I always say, President Trump is always welcome on this show. But there'll be hard questions. Always welcome on the show. But there's hard questions. And those questions are going to go to his position on the injection, his EO of September 19th, 2019, and things like this, including why we are now, why there is now a Republican Party endorsement of transgenders, which there is, as part of the Republican Party platform. So, it's not happening in my, I mean, I'm not voting for it because it's, it's un, unacceptable. I've said this all along that the corruption that's happened in these parties, because it's two, it's one party, two faces, and you're not going to change this from within this, the corruption at the federal level is beyond r- scope. I mean, we're, we're looking at a federal government that at one way or another is allowing aborted babies to apparently be put in incinerators. I mean, I think that's says it all right there. So this is not acceptable in any way or form. But anyway, the we are dealing with a level of, of insanity that's continuing to unravel and questions that need to be asked. And here's a good one right here. This is just a great perspective just of how loony our world really is. Kind of a pun when you hear this, but take a listen. Is NASA really just Disney? Full disclaimer, I'm not a flat earther, just a good old-fashioned conspiracy theorist. Certified. Now that we got that out of the way, check this out. NASA was founded in 1958. In 1955, Disney made this space documentary called Man in Space, where Walt Disney and Werner von Braun showed how pretty soon science was going to have the technology to take man to the moon. The only problem is that the technology at the time wasn't close to getting man off the earth, much less all the way to the moon and back. And I mean, not even close. Meanwhile, NASA was making huge strides in the department of making it look like we could go to the moon while NASA was blowing rockets up. I understand that's not evidence exactly, but this NASA-Disney thing just gets weirder. There's no way that Disney would have built the empire that he did without understanding branding. You know branding, where you put your logo on your work? In 2012, NASA's messenger spacecraft went to the planet Mercury and found Mickey Mouse. They found it in a crater. Yeah. And I'd probably let this Mickey Mouse thing go if it wasn't for what happened with Pluto. The NASA-Pluto saga started in 1931 and ended in 2015. The planet Pluto was found at basically the same time that Walt Disney created the dog Pluto. And to this day, no one's sure which came first, Pluto the name of the dog or Pluto the name of the planet. One of them maybe begat the other, and Pluto is also named after the god of the underworld. According to NASA, in 1977, they shot the Voyager spacecraft across the solar system. Almost 40 years later, the 3 billion mile journey to Pluto produced the first images ever seen of the planet Pluto. Not planet Pluto? And guess who was already there? Yeah, it was a silhouette of Pluto on the face of the planet. Imagine that. So for those keeping score at home, Mickey's on Mercury and Pluto is on Pluto. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Yeah, we're not suspicious of anything. What's the what's the probability that you'd land on Mercury and find three craters that lined up perfectly like Mickey's head and Mickey's ears? That's shocking. Steamboat Willie went to Mercury a long time ago, I guess. This whole thing is so weird. We, it's getting weirder all the time. Von Braun, by the way, was a Nazi. He was part of Operation Paperclip that came over here. And then suddenly he got put on Disney's channel on the Sunday evening show for families. Like, don't worry. Von Braun used to be designing missiles to blow up people in London, but now he's joining us to help us put a man on the moon. And that's a good thing. And Disney's endorsing him. So the 33rd Mason, Walt Disney, is going to make it all better now. Don't worry. And by the way, bring your kids so we can get a profile on them. And if they're just right, we'll abduct them too. Maybe we'll allow them into the Mickey Mouse Club. And then we'll, we'll groom them so they can become stars. And with something else, too. That's Disney. This is our whole world. This is just insane. I swear. But don't worry, because the French are to the rescue. 
Their Thales Corporation is coming to your rescue. Stand by, Patriots. The future is within reach. Hello, everyone. Meet Lucy, student in psychology. And me, her digital ID wallet issued by the government to offer a wide range of identity services. In fact, I'm a handy way of proving and protecting her identity both online and face-to-face. Let's have a closer look at what I can do. I can help governments to better communicate with citizens. Right now, I'm reminding Lucy of the appointment she needs to schedule for her mandatory vaccination. Time to go to her exam. Lucy is a bit stressed out. I'm here to make it easy for her to prove she is the right candidate with a quick and secure connection between her phone and the examiners. Exam passed successfully. Quick stop at the doctor's before celebrating and no time to lose. On the way, Lucy uses me to declare her passport lost. She needs it for her upcoming road trip. No issue. She can request an emergency digital passport without having to go to the authority office. I make official admin a lot smoother. And that's not all. I can also help Lucy request a birth certificate, pay her taxes, or prove who she is when onboarding to new services, such as opening a bank account. I allow Lucy to certify her health care coverage entitlement. She's able to decide whether to authorize the doctor to access her medical records or not, ensuring her control over her personal data. Lucy needs one more thing before being all set for her trip to Australia, renting a car. I help her share her driver's license credentials online so that she doesn't have to wait hours in a queue to collect the car when she gets to Brisbane. The rental company benefits from secure and accurate information and Lucy from a smooth experience. Lucy's friends are waiting for her inside the bar. To allow her to get in, I simply generate a QR code that proves Lucy is old enough so she doesn't have to share all her ID details with the bar staff. So yes, I'm Lucy's best companion. I protect her identity and official credentials wherever she goes. I provide secured access to public and private services and allow her to have full control over her data privacy. In other words, I give the right access to the right data to the right person. I am also trusted by governments to best support countries' digital transformation, fight against ID fraud, and deliver smooth public services. I am the Talis Digital ID Wallet. Guess what? That's like Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, which was short, which was code for LSD. That's about how crazy all that is. And that's the future that they want to make you part of. That's right. That was your app talking to you that whole time, telling you how much, how important that little digital app on your phone is going to be, taking care of you, coddling you, providing you with the necessary information, making sure you're safe in the world. All brought to you by the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab and Harari who believes that you're just a worthless eater and need to be exterminated. But that's okay. I'm sure the app will take care of that too. See, this is the world that they are continuing to try to force feed on us. And it is absolutely necessary that we start saying no. It's just, it's got to get to the point where people are just like, uh, no. And it's really that easy to win this thing. It's not difficult, but we cannot participate and we cannot tolerate any more of their garbage. This is not a compromise issue. The one thing about war is things get very black and white, and we need to get there fast because these people are continuing to encroach and pursue crushing us. However, I do think there's hope on the horizon. At least the polls are saying so. The top issues for the midterm elections, for Democrats, what are they? What did you find? Crisis, crisis, the economy, the economy, the economy. I mean, it trumps every other issue, Mm -hmm. and it trumps it not just for Democrats, for Republicans, for voters of color, really right across the board. And it's not even close. Um, by double digits, it's the most important issue. You Sorry. break it down between men and women. How well is the economy working for you? This is well, interesting. women, particularly, the economy is not working well for them. 58% of women say that the economy is personally not working well for them, that they are worried about the impact of prices on their ability to support their families, to pay for basic necessities. 
Yeah, people aren't real happy right now with the cost of living going up and their buying power dropping. That's the one thing you cannot escape. And the, these socialist f- freaks, they're really Nazis. By the way, you know that NATO is not really NATO, right? That's North Atlantic Treaty Organization, like New World Order. Both of them begin with an N, give you a clue. It's called the Fourth Reich. It's actually the Nazi Atlantic Treaty Organization and the Nazi World Order, which would translate to the Fourth Reich. And the best part about it is you should feel good about this. We we help fund it all. With our taxpayer dollars, we've helped rebuild the Fourth Reich to its full power. Hoorah for us. All because of Operation Paperclip and our good friends at the CIA. Now, there is one little thing here I do want to read. It's a, it's a flash intel piece that came up from Health Ranger today, Mike Adams. And I, I'll tell you, from my own research, I'd say this has high probability, though I don't know how it will manifest, but definitely has, it, it has some high probability with what I've, been, when I, what I've been researching as well. And it reads this, Intel Flash, in the next two weeks, you are going to see prisoner of war videos coming out of Russia showing high-level American, French, and NATO military officials who have been captured by Russia in eastern Ukraine. These prisoners of war will admit to running illegal interrogation and torture campaigns that they carried out with the Ukraine government. They will serve as proof that NATO was running a proxy war against Russia using Ukraine as the staging ground. It will also show that NATO officials were tightly coordinated with actual Nazis who sought to carry out ethnic genocide against the Russian people via genetically targeted bioweapons releases. Ultimately, the bioweapons funding will be traced back to the Biden family and, of course, our good old Pentagon, because that's where the whole thing ultimately is. There is a U.S. general that has been reported as missing, and, well, we it's the Anons, the researchers, that have identified that he's not showing up anymore after he took a little visit to Ukraine. And the French had a little panic attack last week in one of the cities where the Russians went in, and apparently tried to ex- evacuate somebody that didn't work real well. So the, the the point here of this Intel flash is does have probability. Again, I'm always cautious on these things because when people are projecting Intel, it's always up to the outcome of how it's delivered. It doesn't mean this isn't true, but we won't, we won't always see the outcome the way that it's anticipated. However, there is a lot of things, there are a lot of things falling apart right now. And I just, I, <laughs> I was reading my notes here because I was just about to read, play a piece from our favorite Circleback Jenny Pistacki. And I just realized I, I typed her name Pistanky, which I think is a good name for her. So White House Pistanky inflation, it talks about inflation. So here we go. So because of the actions we've taken to address uh, Putin, the Putin price hike, we are in a better place than we were last month. Um, but we expect March CPA, CPI headline inflation to be extraordinarily elevated due to Putin's price hike. And we expect a large difference between core and headline inflation reflecting the global disruptions in energy and food markets. So core infl- inflation doesn't include energy and food prices. Uh, headline inflation does. And of course, we know that core inflation, you know, energy, the impact of energy, of course, on oil prices, gas prices, we expect that to uh, continue to reflect what we've seen uh, the increases be over the course of this invasion. And just as an example, since President Putin's military buildup accelerated in January, average gas prices are up more than 80 cents. Most of the increase in, uh, occurred in the month of March, and at times gas prices were more than a dollar above pre-invasion level. So that roughly 25 percent increase in gas prices will drive tomorrow's inflation reading. And certainly it's not a surprise to us, but we certainly think it will be reflected. Oh, yeah, it'll be reflected. Remember what I've been telling you, that inflation did not include food and fuel. She just, or energy, she just admitted it because they've been doing this other type of inflation reading, which is to keep it hidden from the American public. But headline inflation, look out for that one, because it does include food and fuel and well, energy. Well, that's kind of a, that's going to be a whiz bang for a lot of people when you start to realize that, oh, yeah, that fluid inflation, that's been about 30%. And that, that, Fuel inflation, that's been about 30%. 80 cents, she says. By the way, most of that is taxed. Most of that is tax money going to the government so that they can rape everybody a little bit more. 
This is insane. And this is the sort of red pills that are like red pill suppositories that everyone's going to have to get here to start waking up to realize that this wonderful leftist organization is absolutely falling apart. And with it, the entire country's economy and the cost of living is falling apart as the dollar implodes. Patriots, there are so many moving parts right now. It's incredible. And it's really hard to keep track of them all. But everything is coming to a head-on collision right now. You have this whole nonsense of, of what's this inflation piece and the closing down of oil fields, which is driving the cost of oil up. It has nothing to, or fuel up. It has nothing to do with Russia. That's garbage. Then you have the imposed sanctions on Russia, which just is a justification to cover the collapse of the dollar. As Russia pivots its ruble over to a gold standard, putting the ruble at 5,000 ruble for one gram of gold, making the requirements of the enemies of Russia to buy purely through ruble, which is now forcing a trade for fuel, pivoting the ruble and the, its buyers away from the petrodollar. You have some sort of hanky dealings with Jared Kushner, Kusher, whatever, Trump's son-in-law, who's now secured $20 billion or $2 billion of funding for his thing with the Saudis. I don't smell goodness there at all. You have India aligning with Russia. You have the BRICS nations aligning up, which is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. They're coming together. Most of them are preparing to go to a gold standard. But at the same time, you've got China locking down Shanghai, and there's no food in Shanghai, and people are literally starving to death jumping out of windows, and the, but what you're not seeing enough of is that people are starting to fight back. My projection, I've said this before, I'm putting it on record tonight, China's government, the CCP, will collapse by 2025, and China will revert back to the three kingdoms, if not five. It'll go back to three to five kingdom breakup, and that's part of the collapse we're going to see. With that, be prepared, because we may see a similar breakup here in the United States. What we are seeing is the death of nation states right now. These are the artificial models that have been placed around us to secure us, to buy, to sell us into these lies, and to completely brainwash us. So on that point, listen to this piece of, of a young man who is explaining why he's not going to college. And with it, he points out some really amazing things about what I just said about brainwashing. Here's why I'm not going to go to college. First off, the whole school system is basically just a scam designed to turn everybody into a bunch of employees who can't think for themselves. John D. Rockefeller is the richest man in American history, and he was known for being corrupt. He started the General Education Board. He did this so he could mold everybody into being employees for his businesses. Because it's easy to control everybody when you control what they think eight hours a day, five days a week, their whole life growing up, and then make it illegal for them not to do it. This man literally said, I don't want a nation of thinkers, I want a nation of workers. School doesn't teach you anything about basic money skills or investing and building wealth, but instead teaches you to show up on time, sit still, be quiet, do what you're told, and memorize some whitewashed history for a couple days till the test comes, then you forget it all right after. They want to make you smart enough to where you can work your 9-to-5 job and do what your boss says, but not smart enough to where you can think on your own and understand the messed up system you're in. School's not teaching you how to think, it's telling you what to think. The school system doesn't reward you when you come up with ideas and think for yourself. It rewards you when you fill in bubbles on a pointless test and get perfect attendance. The world changes every year, but the schools have stayed the same forever. So everything they're teaching is just outdated now, and you can just Google it. I don't want to be a doctor or a lawyer or something. I just want to have a ton of money and be financially free. So instead of wasting my time memorizing algebra equations I'll never use and getting straight A's, I learn about investing and starting businesses. So now I'm able to make more money from my iPhone than any college degree would ever make me. And I was able to do this all just by watching YouTube videos and Googling stuff. But the system doesn't want you to know this because they want you to go to college and put yourself in debt with a $100,000 loan, knowing you know nothing about money. So you can go eat pizza rolls and ramen for four years, learning about something you have no interest in. So you can go work a job making $50,000 a year and then retire broke. Nowadays, the only reason to go to college would be if your passion requires a degree. But other than that, it's just a waste. Rich people stay rich by never teaching the poor and middle class what they know. The whole system's a trap, and the only way to escape it is by educating yourself. Absolutely, and that's the whole point of knowledge and faith. He needs a little faith, but we could fix that pretty quick. But he's got it down. Understanding what is necessary and understanding how the system works takes constant research. And if one sits around on the couch and tries to be a couch potato or a pew marshmallow, you're not going to get it. Because God didn't create us to be obedient slaves. 
What he did was he created us to be brilliant minds that would be involved, engaged, would question the world and would learn from it. And with it, God would give us knowledge and wisdom, key peace. And through all of that, we always center back on our trust and faith in him. But you can't, you can't be obedient, so obedient to God that you're blind over here and not let your mind work. Being inquisitive and asking questions is part of being human and challenging ourselves is great. But unfortunately, part of the trap that's happened is we have manufactured two great obedient classes. One is the pew marshmallow and one is the couch potato. And with that, you get, we get our learning and knowledge from TV or we get everything we know told to us exactly how we're supposed to think and react in the pew. And we cease to be what God intended us to be, which is be trustful in him, seek the wisdom and, and that he will give us, pursue the knowledge in our world, ask questions, and return to him to, to verify. That's not difficult. I don't know how we get it wrong, but boy, do we ever. But on that point, what is so important here is to realize that in all of this dumbness that's going on in the world, the left has now stumbled into a trap. They've now realized that, whoops, even the leftists are starting to realize that this isn't going well for them. But if all those employed people can't buy groceries, we have a serious that's problem. that's kitchen table, too. It's kitchen yes, table, yeah. but Mika, it's more than just messaging. It's more than whether or not Democrats have a slogan that says wow. Democrats deliver. It's what are we actually going to do to intervene to try to lower prices, lower inflation, until people see that happen and feel it in their pocketbooks. Sometimes I don't think the messages message matter. Problem. Sometimes it's a problem problem. It's a yeah, problem exactly. problem. Exactly. And you've got to show you're dealing with the problem. Yeah. Just remember that all of this happened while the Democrats were in power. Right. You told us to uh, put you in power, we put you in power, and, and now I can't afford the life I'm living. You've got to tell me how you're going to deal with that because I put you in power there to Jeff, understand me, not to preach to me. I cannot believe I have to agree with Al Sharpton. <laughs> I don't know what world I live in now when I'm listening to Al Sharpton talk reason and wisdom. That's incredible. I'm telling you, this is an upside-down world, but what he said is dead on. And this is exactly what they're faced with. But the other, the worst part about that whole video is their humor. And they thought that was funny because people couldn't buy groceries. And that's exactly where we are. De Blasio was there, by the way, in that conversation. He thought it was kind of funny, too. I don't find it funny, de Blasio. And I don't find it funny on anybody on the left that thinks you can't buy groceries. In fact, if you think that's humorous, I hope you starve. Because we have a real crisis in our nation of people that are on the edge and sitting right on the edge of putting ends meet and trying to make ends meet, and they can hard, they're having to make hard choices between fuel mortgage, fuel rent, and food. And I will tell you, we have a nutritional and malnutrition problem in this country because kids are literally not getting enough to eat. And with this administration that finds it more appropriate to pump money overseas and, and to be able to use their channel of money, their whole pipeline of surreptitious stealing of the United States money through Ukraine while children aren't getting the food they need at school, while teachers are trying to program them to be transgenders, and while our school boards are trying to gag them, every one of those people deserves a rope and a platform that I'm glad to pull the, pull the lever on. This is ridiculous. We have to put emphasis now on our society. Forget the world. I don't care about the world, to be honest with you, not until we fix our internal problems. And the absolute issue here is that we have children that are being put through a torturous life unnecessarily. We have more than enough food to feed everybody in this nation. The problem is the corporate grubby hands traded and broker it. Today, you had the cost of oats hit $8 a bushel. That's up $5 a bushel, the highest it's ever been. And why is that happening? Well, they're telling you it's happening because there's an underplanting and there's not enough futures market going on. But here's the darker secret of it. Wall Street's been pushing its people to invest in the futures market, knowing that the planting was low so people could make more money on the lack of food in this country. And farmers can't do anything about making more money because their price is not fixed at the natural rate and cost of things, their price is determined on a market price because they're buying through big brokers, and those prices are set by the big traders at the Chicago commodities market. Nothing is balanced, and everybody at the top is siphoning off of those that are working hard to make the ends meet. 
this has to change. And this is where we have to get rid of everything related to this type of framework of system where a group of elites sits on top and sucks the blood out of everybody in this nation for their benefits, their nice cars, and their big, their big houses. I have nothing against anybody making money. In fact, I think it's a fantastic way of being if you have the intelligence and the ability to make a lot of money. What I can't stand and have no tolerance for, and nobody should, is when you have a group of elites that are sucking the blood out of this nation on various forms, and we end up with people in this nation that are homeless, in need of care, and children that are literally going hungry. That is totally unacceptable for a country that's supposed to be a first world nation. And we have to do something about it because ultimately it's on us. They're not going to do anything. So how do we do that? We have to break from them and we have to start building our own economy. But before we get there, we have to start facing something really harsh, how evil these people were. And why I think they are so evil is because they know the truth is coming out. They have known for quite some time that an awakening was happening in the world, that it was unavoidable. And so what do you do when you have an awakening? Well, you poison them. Listen to Dr. Artis. In February of 2020, the Wall Street Journal was allowed to produce an article, and they particularly speak to the word virus in coronavirus sure. pandemic. And in this article, it actually states that the Latin definition historically for virus, originally and historically, virus meant and means venom. So I started to wonder, well, what about the name Corona? Does right, it have yeah. a Latin definition or a definition at all? So I actually looked up what's the definition. And on dictionary.com, it brings up 13 definitions. Corona, religiously, ecclesiastically, means gold ribbon at the base of a mitre. And I didn't know what a mitre was. So I copied it and pasted it and then hit images. So this actually could read the Pope's venom pandemic. It also can read crown, corona means crown also in Latin terms. Corona means crown. Visually we see kings represented with a crown symbol. Right. So put that together for me. King Cobra venom. It actually could read King Cobra venom pandemic. I've said this for about a year now that I actually believe this is more of a religious war on the entire world. Uh, I've been adamant about that actually. The message of Christ forever was he's the master healer. And faith precedes all miracles, not vaccines. He made a blind man see. Right. He touched the leper. So why are we actually trust putting more faith in drugs and why is a man of the cloth supposedly putting more faith in science and a drug than he is in telling people to pray to God? God's greatest creation was you and you are made up of a DNA strand of genetics that are unique to you. If I was gonna do something incredibly evil how ironic would it be that the Catholic Church or whoever would use the one symbol of an animal that represents evil in all religion, which is either the snake or the dragon, which is actually just a snake with legs. You take that snake or that serpent and you figure out how to isolate genes from that serpent and get those genes of that serpent to insert itself into your God-given created DNA? I think this is the plan all along, was to get the serpents, the evil ones DNA into your God-created DNA. And they figured out how to do it with this mRNA technology. They're using mRNA, which is mRNA extracted from, I believe, the King Cobra Venom. The King Cobra Venom. And I think they want to get that venom inside of you and make you a hybrid of Satan, no longer just belonging to God or a creation of God's. That's Dr. Artis's latest interview. As I said, he'll be on the show early next week. But do get over to Stu Peter's channel and listen to that interview. It is a fantastic piece, 43 or 45 minutes. Dr. Artis is on top of it. Some of the best research he's done 
and is fantastic. Take a listen to it. It is incredible. So, Patriots, we have a evil cabal that ultimately knows, in my opinion, and has known that there was going to be a great awakening. It was inevitable with the Internet. They realized they got it out of control, that they could no longer control the people as the Internet was going. So they've engineered a slow restrictor-type process, trying to deplatform people, shut the voices off, do selective editing on everything, have AIs go back and rewrite histories online, constantly using the media as a reinforcement tool for propaganda and nonsense, covering up uh, treasons, covering up the most atrocious crimes, hiding them from the public, and keeping a group of people constantly in the dark. On top of that, they've injected people with who knows what, but definitely at the core of what Dr. Artis has said is it's, it's awful. This stuff is based on snake DNA by his research, and they're trying to convert everybody into the likings of Satan. This is the evil in which we have. And to understand that, to get through this, it's going to get rough. We have no choice but to stand at any cost. We have no choice but to stand up to this evil and anchor ourselves deep on the rock of faith, and we'll do fine. But just because we are getting through it doesn't mean it will be easy. You have to prepare. Listen to this last piece here, 2 minutes, 47, two minutes 57 seconds. Now, this is where it gets real, because y'all thought they were just some crazy Trump supporters doing too much, stocking up on supplies, getting guns ready, getting generators, getting alternate sources of water. <clears throat> your, it, <clears throat> your president has been speaking at the summit about impending cyber electric grid and possibly EMP attacks. That means that your government, not nobody else, but your government is planning to take us off the electric grid for maybe a month or so. That means there will be no electricity, no gas. Your car is useless because the gas station ain't gonna work. Your cell phones won't work. Your, your Computers won't work, your TVs won't work, nothing will work. You know, we have to go to the Great Reset. Nothing will work. Now those guns make sense. Now us stocking up our pantries make sense. Um, <clears throat> alternate sources of water make sense because if this happens, because they're going to blame Russia, if this happens, then we're screwed for some weeks, possibly some months. So they can <clears throat> reset everything. There will be no more money. There will be nothing in your bank account because everything will go down. So you need to prepare. And this is why it's so important that you have a good relationship with God because this will be like the book of Eli. It's going to be like just imagine, sit here today and imagine this world right now with no electricity. None. How safe is your home? How safe is your children? Do you have enough provisions? We stocked at my house. We stocked the lock. You come over there with that, you're going to get the smoke you're looking for, I promise you, because my home is well protected. Um, it wasn't just conspiracy theory rhetoric. So I would suggest you stock up. I would suggest you get locked and loaded up and make sure that you can survive this with what's coming and be a neighbor and help your neighbors as well because community is really gonna be a big thing to get people through i wish i lived in a country somewhere by myself now but community is gonna help you get through and know what's going on like for real don't get caught off guard know what's about to come down the pipe real testimonies for real people i'm done for today have a blessed one yeah she's real and she's nailing it I don't care if you believe it or not. I'll just say it like this. When the silos were being filled in the Bible by Joseph, a lot of people didn't believe it, but the famine came and they were blessed to find out there was food there for them to eat. The worst possible case that could happen in all of this is you've got excess food and we get through it and all that works is to help the homeless and to help those shelters that need to feed those without. But this isn't a time to play around, and it's not time to try to act like you know better than what the, all the signs are putting out here. 
read the trends, pay attention to what's going on. All the planning cycles are down. That's why ultimately the prices of the commodities are going up. The cost of fuel is rising radically. Farmers are not putting seed in the ground. On top of it, the government is paying farmers to shut down on fields and to not harvest. That's the criminality of our own government. All of that's going to lead in one way or another to a shortage of things and food. On top of it, the dollar is collapsing. These are real issues. They're not things made up. They're not conspiracy. They're facts. Track them. You don't believe it. Get on out there and read and study. I have looked at this model for months, and I have every single day I approach it with the same question. I need to prove myself wrong. I have yet to be able to do it. The thing that we have to do as a community is make sure that we are prepared as much as you can be. And you have to make sure that you have a connection within your neighbors and your friends that you can be ready to help them in times of need. Not everybody wants to hear this right now, but trust me, when things start to fall apart, they're going to want to hear it really fast. So we have to be prepared to reach out and help them. The whole thing is this is not a charity program we're building. This is going to be an empowerment and a sovereignty direction we have to take. The government's going to provide charity. We have to build a pathway to sovereignty. And that means we have to take responsibility in our own lives, act like sovereign citizens as it was designed by our founding fathers, not become reliant and dependent on the government as most people expect, because the government's not there to help you. The government is there to imprison you, to entrap you, to enslave you. That is their game because they work with corporations. The more independent you can be, the more prepared you are, the better you're going to be in this whole thing. And we've been talking about it now for two years. I actually read a post today and I had to laugh. I'm telling you, I just shake my head because it's one of the Q followers. And you all know how I feel about Q nuts lately because they're driving me nuts. Literally. Not salad nuts either. But anyway, here's the deal. They actually wrote on this New Truth Social where apparently there's somebody going by the name of Q who all the Q followers think it's Q. Whatever. Could care less. And they said, Q, do we really need to stock up on food? And the response was, it has always been the answer that you need to rely on yourself and not the government. Bingo. I don't care who wrote that. I don't care if it's Q or not Q. Apparently it made it through because now all the Q accounts are talking about stocking up on food. Where they have been for two years, I have no idea, but at least we're seeing motion. Our biggest mission right now should be to help people be prepared. Because the more people that can get some provisions on hand to be able to endure 30 to 60 days, even that little, no matter how much you have, the better we are going to endure as the public. Because something's going to have to break. And as much as people want to believe that it's going to be painless, it's going to be 10 days of darkness, it's all going to be over, you're not getting rid of all these dirt bags. Not that fast. And there's some serious criminality in the world. So yes, we all hope for the easiest path forward and we all pray for a nation that won't have to struggle much. But the bottom line is, and I think we all know this in our heart, God just doesn't hand us things back like that. At the end of the day, there has to be a bit of a trial for the days that you turned your back on him because there's no other way we're going to learn to turn to him and return and love him as he loves us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day as we come to you very humbly tonight with a perspective on a world that is truly in upheaval and on collision courses from so many different directions. And so, Father, we'll just be very honest. Bring it. Let this this world shake. Let the system fall. Let it collapse. And as you do, we just pray that the strength that we need to stand on this rock of faith to endure this period and to walk boldly in this time, to lead the others by example, to lead with the light that shines through us, to lead with our love of Christ. Let that come through us as a powerful reminder, as that lamp on the hill that will bring others to the understanding of just how much strength we truly have. Strength through love, strength through forgiveness, strength through treating our neighbors as we would want to be treated. And give us that strength to give protection to those who have no voice. Father, we have to shake this world. We have to shake it hard. We have to get rid of this evil that has made, a pari- made itself a pariah on children, made itself a pariah on our elderly, and we have to change our ways. We have to return to the principles of stewardship and accountability, and so we pray for all those things this evening, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name, amen. 
No matter how many ways you slice this pie, the end of the day, it's going to fall on us. We have to assume the roles of accountability and what that means in our life. We have to resume the roles of taking responsibility and trying to live as sovereign, not as dependents on a welfare-based corporate infrastructure. We have to get past our idolatries and we have to get past our worship of money. We have to start returning to the principles of how God would want us to walk. That's not hard to do, but it definitely takes a deeper push into him and a deeper walk in our trust in God himself. So, patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up. God's speaking loudly. Listen, ask him what you need. Ask him to guide you. He's speaking boldly. And that knowledge and wisdom is flowing like we've never seen before. He loves us and God is with us and he will never forsake us. And in the end, God will win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you this evening for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line.
This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.